is up, Ramily. Welcome to another edition of Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm not JB Long. I'm Eric Tamposi, aka Ricky Hollywood, and it's a little quieter around the NFL this week as teams cut down their roster to 53 players before the start of the regular season. The Rams made their cuts as well, which we will go over. But first, I want to introduce you to my lovely panel for today. We've got former NFL running back and Rams color analyst, Maurice Jones-Drew, MJD. Hello, hello. Uh, Erica, you forgot to mention CEO and treasurer of the Ramley organization, INT. ENT, ENT, ENT. Yeah, we got we to gotta work on that uh, name. We don't want to throw INTs. Yeah, we don't want that at all. I also have with me today Super Bowl champion and Ram sideline reporter DeMarco Farr. What is what up? That? You called me lovely. I like it. Lovely panel. I haven't been called lovely ever. You are lovely. You are lovely. And last, but definitely not least, she is, um, and I am biased, my favorite beat reporter for the Rams from The Athletic. It is Jordan Rodriguez. Jordan, what is up? Hey, so happy to be here with you. I'm a big Ricky Hollywood fan. Big fan of, I agree, this lovely panel as well. So appreciate being <laughs> Oh my God, yes, absolutely. Super excited today. You guys, it's September 1st, okay? The season starts next week. But I still have one huge lingering question. Is it too early to start hanging up Halloween and fall decorations? No. God, it's no. September, right? Yeah. September. Oh, we're in fall, full fall yeah. now. We're in the wheelhouse. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, Jordan, I feel like you're judging. I'm getting George, just, uh, Jordan, just a little judging. bit, just a little bit, just yeah, a little bit. But the can if there's candy, I'm in. But other than that, you know, <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like it's like spooky season. But, but we'll keep get, your Christmas we'll tree up till March. Come on, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we're down to the 53 man roster. Um, let's sort of go through this for people that might not be aware of, of what has happened in the last, you know, it feels like a whirlwind for the last 24 hours. So let's start with the, the quarterback position. The Rams keep three QBs for a second season in a row. And, and Jordan, I want to toss to you first, because I know you were talking about it a lot, um, for your podcast as well. What do you feel about this overall? And, you know, what is the benefit to having a, a three deep QB room? Well, especially because they're both uh, lower cost quarterbacks to have backing up Matthew Stafford. Um, yeah, you know, for me, I, I understand the process. It's different for every team in terms of what they want to do and, and whether people externally agree or disagree with the Ramzone process the way that they do it makes sense. So between the two of them, not just picking up defenses week over week and getting the defense on the other side as, as live a rep as they possibly can through a week of competitive work, not just sort of um, above the neck install that sometimes scout teams have done historically, they're doing live work against this defense. And it's really important too, to have these guys who can not only do that and handle it and give this top, top five, probably if not top three uh, heading into this year defense, um, the work that they need to do throughout the week uh, against a variety of different offenses, but also a variety of different quarterbacks, they're going to really need to compete in a live setting against Bryce Perkins. The quarterbacks that they're going to see this year, including coming up right away and Josh Allen, um, Bryce Perkins is able to give them the looks they need um, to understand how he can move and to understand how hard he is to take down. And I think that is a lot of the prioritization. You always hear about the backup quarterback being like, 
the emergency option in case something worst case scenario happens. In on this team, they've been, you know, knock on wood, remarkably lucky with how consistently their quarterbacks have been durable. Um, so they've reprioritized that position into how can we get the most efficient work out of this position, out of these two two roster spots throughout the entire week, instead of just operating in the outliers, which is a worst case scenario. Yeah, Jordan, I, I would I would completely agree with you. When I started to look at kind of why the Rams kept three quarterbacks and what Perkins did in the preseason using his legs and improvising, I kind of thought like, why would you let that go, right? You have Kyler Murray in your division. You have Trey Lance in your division. And again, uh, your rival in the Niners that we know Trey Lance has struggled throughout the preseason throwing the football, but what does he do well? He runs. So Perkins can get that defense set up. And then on the other side is this. I love the fact that Sean McVay, if he has to go with Wolford, can go back to that, the Bible of playbook of 2018, right, where it's a lot of play action pass, turn around, get the ball out quick, and then you can run a two-quarterback system if you want to, if you want to keep Perkins up. Let's knock on Woodland say Stafford, you know, this is just hypothetical here, but you could then come with Perkins in that red zone offense, right, where they ran the, the, the read option, and they force his defenses to have to do other things, but I think you hit it right on the head there, Jordan, when you talked about getting your defense prepared and ready for other teams. Yes, the Rams are thinking, I think, a little further out than other teams normally do when you talk about your 53. And the other part that I love about the Rams is they keep their 53, right? They keep their guys in-house. You don't always see them go out and get other guys if they don't know them. So it's important, and it's important to keep that nucleus of that locker room going and those guys that are familiar with each other. Definitely. So how about some draft picks who are poised to have a role on, on game day? Okay, so DK and Kobe Durant, they shined in training camp, and they showed what they had in the preseason. How much of a role, DeMarco, do you see them having on this Rams defense during the season? Wow, great question. Um, I, I love the DK um, acquisition or, or the fact that he you know showed his stuff and has become part of the two deep. Uh, let's just go ahead and say that. Um, it all depends on... You know, what Troy Hill, what Jalen Ramsey give you if they can stay healthy. Um, but I would think that Kendrick Durant are going to be guys that, that show out immediately. Uh, Rush East is a guy I'm, I'm glad that's still on the team. Kier Thomas, uh, another guy that has a chance uh, to be in that rotation. Um, but, I mean, it's it's on offense. You saw this. When he started taking reps with the offense, Kyron Williams is going to be a big part of this offense. Now, how much, I don't know. It depends on Cam Akers. depends on... Uh, Daryl Henderson in front of him. But Kyron Williams will put his stamp or at least have something to say about this offense. And you can tell they like him. You can tell there's going to be a plan for him. We talked about this in uh, in camp and especially when they got near the Bengals. I think he's a great zone runner. He really is. He's he's very compact, low to the ground. He's tough to pick up for those linebackers coming over the top. You get caught in the trash and out the back door he goes. And if you try to you know, defense him with – say three backers or what have you, the guy can just absolutely murder you out of the backfield. So I would say Kyron Williams, uh, more so than anybody on defense, will probably have the biggest impact on this football team of any, anybody that was drafted this past season. Yeah, he sees the wide zone stuff really well. I noticed this in Cincinnati when they were doing the the live reps and Kyron was getting the the, the spot with the ones because Cam and Daryl weren't participating. Um, and he sees the perimeter so well that that wide zone catch and run stuff that we know Sean McVay loves and has sort of wanting to be, to implement a little bit more into this offense um, in complement to the outside zone and the wide zone stuff he already does. And then some of the power stuff that they introduced mm -hmm. last year as well. It just a, a player like Kyron gives them more 
um, dimension, I think, to their run game. And that's not to take anything away from Cam and Daryl. I think they both do that very well as well. But having a guy in the wings as Kyron Williams, a healthy Kyron Williams is, I think does help them a lot in that dimensionality that they're kind of going for with that running backs group. I love them. I'd rather have a healthy Cam Akers, though. <laughs> well, I, I was going to if we're going to talk RBs, I mean, first of all, Sean, thank you for, for drafting and giving the short RB the opportunity yeah. to showcase his abilities. I mean, let's not just overlook that. But I think, again, when you talk about some of the rookies and, and some of the things, Kyron, you're right, DeMarco is going to have a big impact. And partly is because of his abilities, right? His ability to pick up the uh, blitz and pass protection, what he did awesome at Notre Dame. You heard Sean talk about what Notre Dame did in college kind of translates to what the Rams do here in the NFL. So you have that aspect. But then it's the competition in that running back room that's going to force these guys to all get better. Cam Akers was banged up last year, obviously, with the Achilles, comes back. But he wasn't satisfied. DeMarco, we talked to him in OTAs about that. Daryl Henderson is still there nipping at his heels to go. And now you add another piece to the puzzle when these guys can all go out there, and don't be surprised if we see two running backs on the field at one time. You know, they can do be very creative. So I'm really excited to see what he's able to do uh, to help this running game and help this team get back to where they want to get to. Which one's blocking? Two running backs. Which no, one's no, both. They're both yeah. chipping. Hey, they're both no, two, chipping. And, and, we're out at wide, and we're out at wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, at wide they're, receiver. They're in empty. They're chipping, yeah. and then they're going. Yeah. Exactly. And also, you guys. No, he's not blocking. <laughs> you guys know this. Cam Akers might be one of the most fired up individuals oh. I've ever met. Like this dude yeah. is ready to go. He's ready Just to go. Keep your body together, man. We need you 17 <laughs> weeks plus. Come on. Absolutely. And Kyron was so fast with the, with the broken foot injury that he was coming off of. I was blown away at watching him at training camp, which was crazy to see. Okay. So let's talk. Lance got him to catch them all. Okay. Lance McCutcheon. What? Right, Lance. What did you say? Got <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Thank it. You. Thank <laughs> you. So he was an unlikely candidate to make the team yeah. before the preseason, um, but the questions, you know, regarding the availability of Van Jefferson to start the season, and also Lance's stellar performance in the preseason. Okay, let me just spell it out for you. Lance McCutcheon balled out, you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he was rewarded for it. Sean McVay. And Les and the team were like, we cannot let this guy go to waivers because I really, truly feel that someone would have picked him up. Um, and Jordan, I'd love your your insight on this. Is he someone, do you think, that can be a factor on game day for the Rams? Long term, yes. Short term, I don't think he's going to be getting one of their active jerseys in the shortest term. And I don't say that as any sort of criticism of his skill set. I think we all saw the highest compliment I could pay Lance McCutcheon um, is, and I almost said Lance Lance McCutcheon because that's the thing I've seen on Twitter this entire time. But um, the, the highest compliment I can give him is that he didn't look like he belonged out there in the preseason. And if you are understanding of the way that Sean McVay runs his preseason, that's the highest compliment a player could probably receive. But he also, through the entirety of, of training camp, he was only working with the third team offense and he wasn't doing any of the, the real installs and he wasn't doing any of the, um, you know, the sort of onboarding at that high speed that the offense has to do during that time of year. He was learning the offense for the first time and not getting snaps with the, with the, the quarterback that eventually we could probably see him playing with in uh, Matthew Stafford. His first catch from John Walford happened in the preseason game in week mm. two. That was a, 
first throw that John Wolford ever threw to him through that entire period. So for me, it's not so much uh, um, sort of uh, describing his skill set. I think his his fit long term with this group is clear. But in the shorter term, um, I do think he's just got some catching up to do in terms of what is actually expected. And also they're, they're game planning right now. So if you already have to lay that foundation of what this offense is and start to get those reps that maybe you missed out on in training camp because of the, you know, the crowded room of, of, of receivers that they're functionally uh, flowing in with the, the, the first team, you know, you have to, you have to understand it's just going to take some time. I do think you're going to see really big things from him in the long term, but in the short term, um, there's a lot of other receivers that just simply know this offense better than he does at this time. Uh, well, Jordan, I'll, I'll piggyback and say this. You know, the way if he wants to get on the field early, it's going to have to be special teams. And, and that's normally built by safeties, linebackers, tight end types. And, and so he's going to have to showcase his ability tal- tackling. Now, let me say this. And this is one of the things, again, we talk about the Rams all the time, how they don't play their starters. But McCutcheon got an opportunity and took advantage of it. Right. Mm-hmm. You're playing with the backups. You're not getting a lot of reps in practice. You get all the game reps and he, he's able to dominate week after week after week. He dominated in the in the joint practices with the Bengals. He showed up uh, throughout training camp. And I got a chance to talk to a good friend of mine, Greg Olson, who's an offensive assistant before preseason week one. I was like, who, who's the guy that you're looking at? He was like, uh, Lance McCutcheon is going to ball out. Like He's one of the top guys. Trey Rakes is another guy that he talked about as well. But week one, right away, preseason game one, just <laughs> lights it up. And I'm like, Greg, how'd you know this? He was like, Dude, he's going against Jalen Ramsey and all these guys week after week after week, and he's making plays. He's catching the ball, so we're excited to kind of see what he does. And you take advantage of that opportunity, and and it forces the team's hand, right? The team's like, look, we have to cut a draft pick, right? Because we don't want to put this guy on waivers and lose him to someone else. So um, I think, Jordan, you're exactly right. Down the road on offense, yes, but in the short term, he needs to figure out how to tackle, how to cover kicks, <laughs> how to block on kickoff return, and then you'll get on the field and get a jersey. You know, it's like um, special teams, it's like your core group of special teamers. That's your most important guys. I love this group of special teamers. If he wants to fit in, he's going to have to do more because it tests your all-around game, not just being a receiver. You're going to have to be a DB at one point. You're going to have to be a safety. You're going to have to be a guy that carries the football, tackle the football, do everything until you can earn a spot at your natural spot at wide receiver. But, you know, it's, it's funny watching him go through uh, preseason. Clearly, there were times when I thought he was the best player on the field. Anybody want to doubt that? Both sides, where this guy is different from everyone else. So he should dominate. Now, You've earned a spot here. Now, like Jordan said, to get into that too deep to where you're actually being a part of the game plan, number one, you're going to have to study your butt off. Number two, we talked about special teams. Number three, let's see if you can do it when everybody else on the field is as good or better than you. That's what separates guys that go home from guys that make the club. So, yeah, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, and he's a great route runner, uh, especially against vanilla defenses. Now let's see what happens when you're facing those more intricate schemes and your quarterback doesn't have a whole lot of time and you've got to know your outlets and your hot routes and your checks. But I'm, I was fascinated. Um, I, I thought he absolutely was the MVP of preseason. I hate even saying that, but clearly there were times when McCutcheon was the best player on the field. So that those guys you don't send home. Those are the guys you keep. The, the move he pulled against uh, Stingley in Houston, that catch, that was a very heady very aware of technique, very aware of the technique the defensive back has to play and how you can win your leverage. 
that's why I think, you know, he's got that sort of acumen that you're talking about in terms of, of studying. Um, I can just, I mean, midway through the season, I can see the hashtag now guys, hashtag let Lance McCookin, right? Am I right? Am I right? I don't, I don't know. We let Russ cook and it wasn't good. So let, let's, let's not use that one anymore. And I'll, I'll, let me add just a little bit more to it. Uh, Jordan, you talked about that technique. He got into the blind mm-hmm. side of the DB where the DB mm-hmm. couldn't see him, was able to cross his face. Very savvy. But the other part is this. We talked about Perkins helping out and uh, John Wolford helping out the defense. Now you have Lance McCutcheon, who is going to play the Debo Samuel, who's going to play the DK Metcalf, is going to play the DeAndre Hopkins or the other guys, the Stephon Diggs, week after week after week. And the more talents you have that can go against Jalen and these other guys will prepare your defense. So it's always you're you're saying, I don't want to cut good players. Because good players are going to help us be better, not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a and great point. Such a player to, to root for, too. Watching mm. his mic'd up, you see Cooper Cup on the side talking to him about his, you know, late throw down down towards the end zone at the end there. And he's just, he's talking to himself. He's like, I don't even know if I'm still mic'd up. Or, can you even hear me? I mean, if you guys haven't checked that out yet, definitely go watch yeah. it. Because he's just like an all-around seems like just such a guy that I want to root for, and and it, it was really exciting to see. Okay, before I we love get everything on- you do, now go be a gunner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we wrap out of here, um, do you guys have any questions that you feel still need to be answered? Is there a team, a mm. uh, question surrounding this team that that you feel we still need to talk about? I think I, I would say this. I still think outside linebacker. You're still trying to figure that position out opposite of Leonard Floyd. Um, Thomas did an awesome job, right? But can you count on him week after week after week? I still want to see kind of what they do on the outside of that. Uh, and there's always going to be questions, I think, as the season goes on, and they'll be answered through different challenges. But that outside linebacker opposite of Leonard Ford is kind of the one I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah, I agree, actually, 100%. That's my biggest question. It has been my biggest question since, um, you know, last March about. Right. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting because this team is going to, uh, have such a slate of quarterbacks ahead, um, post November 1st, right. Post trade deadline. And so to me, that's circled on the calendar, right. In terms of you have to know what you don't know at that moment, that's going to be the biggest decision moving forward for this team is what happens after that point you're facing, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Um, I'm forgetting uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, you're facing everybody who's not Josh Allen, essentially. And, and you might face Josh Allen in the postseason. So I think they're, the way that they get pressure, first of all, um, because I believe this, this is a group. This is a savvy group. I believe they will find some creative ways to get pressure. The ways that they get pressure and then whether or not those tactics are sustainable through the entire season that's the biggest question to me. Uh, I'm right there. Um, you still have Aaron. Uh, Floyd, I think, is... Yeah. Uh, they're they're all right, I guess. Yeah. You, you still have Aaron. I mean, there's still things. I remember talking with Raheem Morris. And I, I, I fumbled this the last time we did Between the Horns. I said, Coach, how you doing? He smiled and said, man, how you think I'm doing? I got Jalen Ramsey and I've got Aaron Donald. He's right. He does. There's ways to manufacture pressure, plus you've got a guy that always wins. Um Maurice, I think you know what I'm about to say, what my biggest question mark is. And outside of this top 100 stuff and Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey and 
Aaron Donald. Let's argue if he's the best or, or number two to Brady. Uh, the most important person on this football team is Matthew Stafford. And my question is, can you keep him upright? Can you protect him? Joseph, there is no wit. There's no Andrew Whitworth. Joseph Noteboom is a guy that's been the understudy. I think he's ready for prime time, but he's going to take his beats. We talked about this in Cincinnati, right? That was a pretty good pass rush coming at him. So when you talk about quarterbacks you're going to face coming up, definite. There's some great guys. There's also some great pass rushers coming up on both sides that both tackles are going to have to worry about. So it doesn't matter about your top 100. It doesn't matter about anything we talked about if you cannot protect Matthew Stafford. So to me, until we get to next Thursday, we're not going to know. But until that's answered, that will be a question mark for me. Definitely. That that O-line is is definitely something to watch. And having wit in the booth for these preseason games has been so eye-opening and such an incredible opportunity. Um, but it made me miss his presence out on that O-line even more. And so I definitely think we are um, going to feel it. But I think like what you said, DeMarco, that, that I think that there are some players that are ready to step mm-hmm. up. Um, Riley Dixon's replacing Johnny Hecker at punter. That's going to be interesting to watch. DeMarco, you and I were talking about Troy Hill off air before we started. You know, they added Bobby Wagner. We've already touched on the defense, so I won't go into that. I'm just interested to see how some of these players contribute and what this, you know, uh, defense will look like going forward. But I'm excited about it. Okay, you guys, that does it. I want to thank you, MJD, DeMarco, Jordan. I am Erica Tamposi, and thank you for tuning in to this edition of Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. See you guys next time.